Hi everyone, Jennifer here again. Welcome back to podcast number four out of a series of five on childhood mental illness. As we continue on with the specific illness of avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, we will continue the discussion of an interesting topic on it, similar to our previous podcast. Be sure to go back and give it another listen. So, for today's podcast, I wanted to focus on anorexia, specifically differentiating ARFID from anorexia. For a lot of people that don't know much about one or the other, it's likely to confuse the two. However, I think it's really important to note that both of these disorders are very different from the other. So, stay tuned to hear this out. To quickly recap once again what our food is, it is an illness where the individual really limits the type and amount of food consumed. Previously, it was actually known as selective eating disorder. As I've mentioned before and highlighted on podcast number three, it's known that this specific disorder was initially recognized in children, but now we can recognize that ARFID occurs throughout any lifespan until adulthood. Now, here's where I point out the key difference between ARFID and anorexia. Anorexia is an eating disorder that is caused by someone's obsession about their weight, what they eat, and what they look like. It's mainly characterized by a distorted body image and having a great fear of being overweight. To point out some symptoms, they can include trying to maintain a really low body weight through starvation or having too much exercise or doing too much exercise. Avoidant food intake disorder is not characterized by having a fear of being fat or being distressed about weight, body shape, or size at all. So really, that's exactly where these two disorders differentiate. So, While both disorders include having an extreme restriction of food, ARFID does not include the fearsome idea of weight or body image, which anorexia is mostly known for. When it comes to the populations affected from these disorders, they also differ. An informational article by the Recovery Village explained how the age of onset for ARFID is usually childhood. In contrast, it is usually during adolescence for anorexia. Also, although more boys are diagnosed with ARFID than anorexia, rates of ARFID still remain higher in females. When it comes to anorexia, it is far more common in females compared to the male population. Moreover, when it comes to the disorder persisting into adulthood, anorexia may be more likely than ARFID. The Recovery Village also note that people with ARFID and anorexia often may experience co-occurring mental health conditions such as anxiety and depression. Overall, I think we can realize that from far away, these two illnesses may seem similar and almost the same, 
mostly due to the similarities in food restriction and avoidance. But from up close, we can totally see that these two are very different disorders. Nonetheless, I think both illnesses are extremely serious. And with today's culture of wanting everyone to look a certain way and be at a certain weight, it's really important, I think, to look out for our friends and family and loved ones and remind them of how beautiful they are in their own skin. Now, moving on to treatment, we can say that those also vary, while, however, sharing some similarities. When it comes to ARFID, known treatments can include cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectal behavior therapy, interpersonal therapy, family therapy, and exposure therapy. When it comes to anorexia, medication can be an option that may not be as important when it comes to ARFID. Antidepressants and antipsychotics may be prescribed to patients with anorexia as these can alleviate some psychological distress, as pointed out by the Harvard Mental Health Letter published by the Harvard Medical School. However, effectiveness has been researched to be minimal. Individuals with anorexia do require multidisciplinary treatment similar to ARFID, and treatment can take place on an outpatient basis, residential, or a partial hospitalization unit. Now moving on to a long-term prognosis, it's possible that for avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, children may outgrow this disorder. Considering that tastes and likes and dislikes of food, they do change as children grow up. However, for anorexia, it may require more intense therapy or inpatient treatment. For both, malnutrition or other mental health conditions can impact their recovery in the same way. As for recovery rates though, they appear to be higher in ARFID in comparison with anorexia. So I wanted to quickly recap on the key differences between ARFID and anorexia as they do have similar features but different symptoms and treatments. Avoidant restrictive food intake disorder is mainly characterized by restrictive eating based on the consequences of eating, low appetite, or the simple disinterest in eating. Whereas anorexia is characterized by the underlying fear of weight gain. ARFID typically begins at a younger age than anorexia, as well as it affects more males than anorexia. Also, previously mentioned, treatments for ARFID and anorexia can at times overlap and share similarities, but anorexia may require an additional psychological treatment in order to address the persistent fear of weight gain. Medication may also be prescribed, unlike ARFID. So, after being able to learn a lot about avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, I was also able to learn a lot about anorexia and how they compare and contrast. 
Beforehand, I might have been ignorant enough to say that these two disorders were the same thing, but I'm glad that I can say otherwise today. As I've mentioned time and time again, it's really important to look out for those we love, especially the little ones. Kids are very fragile and their minds are just like sponges. They love to absorb everything they hear and see, which is why I say it's important to be kind and always respectful. As children grow into their adolescent years, they become even more susceptible to society's wants and needs. The peer pressure becomes inevitable and mental health for them starts to decline. What can start with generalized anxiety can turn into anorexia, bulimia, depression, and even being suicidal. Mental health is very real and very delicate and we need to be there for the younger ones especially. Thank you all for tuning in today and for listening to today's interesting topic. Hope to see you all on the next one where it'll be even more interesting than today. Be kind and stay safe.